Hey guys, G-Man here. Thank you so much for downloading this special Game of Thrones episode of The Bullpen Cart presented by Thunderblogsports.com. For those first-time listeners, welcome. So glad to have you on. My buddy Ryan White and myself watched the Season 7 premiere of Game of Thrones this evening. And to break in the new microphone I bought on Amazon Prime Day... We decided to do a little podcast about the episode, give our thoughts, recap the episode. We'd love to get your thoughts on it if it is something that you guys do like. Would love to continue doing this sort of thing. But as always, please go like, share, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that social media greatness. ThunderBLG is our Twitter handle, Thunderblog Sports for everything else. But Please enjoy this week's episode. Thanks again. Welcome to this special episode of the bullpen cart, or uh, as we try to figure out today, calling it uh, Binge Throats Pod or something like that. Thunderblog Thundercast. Yeah, Thunderblog Thundercast. (laughs) Uh, More on on, uh, different names later, but this is basically a special episode of the bullpen cart. Testing out a new microphone that I purchased on Amazon Prime Day. Big, the Yeti. The Yeti. The Yeti Blue, <laughs> even though it's a uh, the Midnight It's versions. the Yeti Blue Blackout. Yeah, it's, Blackout, that's what it was. It's color confused. It's color confused. It's a little color confused. Joining me is my good buddy, Ryan White, the, the youth as we know him. Yeah. Ryan, how you doing, man? Uh, I'm doing good. Yeah. Jordy, we've had, a, we've had a solid day. Yeah, solid we've day. A, we've had a nice full day. Nice full day. We started out at 7.30 with your voice waking me up. Yeah. Best know. way to wake up in the morning at 7.30, saying... Are we going golfing? Are we on for this? Yeah, sitting outside of your apartment in the car, you know, with uh, trying to get you up, trying to get Kyle <laughs> up, and uh, Kyle and his uh, little extracurricular. Kyle was activities. already up. Kyle was already up. Yeah, he was already up. Kyle in was one, already up. In one, one way, way or the other. other. He was already in more up. ways than one. And then uh, I said, Kyle, you, do you want to put some balls in a hole today? And he said, more than anything. And yeah, I said, and I think well, he, I think he obliged. <laughs> I think he did. I think so. Yeah, uh, but. <laughs> So yeah, we play a little golf. We uh, we've been pretty pumped all day for yeah. well, except in the car ride home. Yeah, the car there's, ride home is a little tough. There was a Snapchat cool. video of me asleep in the back seat. Yeah, you were, you were, you napped. That's done for the, tonight for the Game of Thrones premiere. That's why we are here. Yep, at your swanky apartment. Yes, has I have a pole in my apartment? It was a little steel beam from it being an old. Uh, is that where you strip? Uh, yeah. I was wondering where you practice. Yeah, you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It's a little uh, steel beam, you know, but you've got these diagonal things. I mean, no wonder you've got spider monkey strength. I mean, this kind of shit. <laughs> because we can crawl Because you can over. crawl all yeah, over well, it. Well, what we have is these rafters around with Christmas lights. It's, it's a nice little ambiance. Yeah, and you probably yeah. climbed up these fucking poles. I don't know how they put those up there. I genuinely the, don't know how they strung That's those. right. Yeah, yeah, this is when you're out of the country. Yeah. On so your I'm, adventures. That's another pod for another time. Yeah, we can, another, that's we another can go through a whole, a whole year. Yeah. But yeah. So we watched the Game of Thrones finale. We actually had an interesting run of getting to the Thrones finale. But that, we uh, had to talk to our buddy Lester over at Comcast to, to get it going. And Lester obliged. We, Lester, it... Lester's a work in progress. Yeah. We, we, uh, Comcast support is... You might need to take him under your wing. I, I don't think it's worth it. I no, think, he's I, a lost cause. I think this is his, this was his first job. I think I w- I felt bad many times. I wanted to escalate and say, please hand it off to somebody 
who's able to take care of this within two yeah. minutes. I want channel 300. That's all I want. That's all you want. I don't want to upgrade to the 450 yeah. <laughs> channel digital HBO premium preferred, package. Yeah. I already paid He's for trying the to upsell $15 you. He's HBO trying to upsell package. you hard. Lester, just give me channel 300. Meanwhile, I'm sitting there in my cheesesteak. <laughs> you finally get it on. You do a tribal dance. I mean, this is comparable. We did the New Zealand haka. Yeah, sure. this yeah. is comparable to that sort of stuff. <laughs> I've, I've not it was seen 45, It was 45 minutes of build-up. Yeah, I, only was, came, I came in at like minute 35. So I'm and you were, already, you were already bothered. I was telling you, elevate. But, so we finally <laughs> get it on. We at least got to the... Jordy, I would have loved to see how annoyed you get on that phone call. Oh, my God. I oh. know you would not have been as patient as I was. Oh, no. No, no not even No, close. not at all. Yeah. All the adventures I've had and that sort of stuff. <laughs> But so we get we get it we at least got it right at the perfect part of Battle of the Bastards season yep. season six episode nine. So Lester finally gets HBO working as we've been on the phone. It just the TV's been saying we have a new TV. Bought a brand new sixty five inch just for the Game of Thrones premiere. Not to brag, N- not to brag. I didn't buy it. Yeah. <laughs> roommate Kyle's brought for it. Great. Yeah. He. Uh, I wonder if don't get a new TV. Get a roommate who gets a new TV. That's the play. That's life the play. hack. Right. Free life hack here. So it's been on subscribe to get HBO for 30 minutes. On the phone with Lester, he's, I'm going to send a signal. A signal should be coming to your box soon. <laughs> Lester, what signal? Well, the second one. Why? Okay, fine. Whatever. Finally comes through, and the entire room just erupts with yeah. the battle of the bastards. Yeah. Jon Snow's going, beating the shit out of Ramsey. Oh, it was cool. It was just, yeah, I've seen that clip. Probably a million times, and it's just as great. Mm-hmm. That guy, he doesn't get punched enough. The the, the messed up part, the fucked up part, is little that little smile. smirk. Little that little smile. smile. He's, smile. he's a little yeah, happy about that. it. Yeah. As smile. he's getting beamed in the uh, face. But as the crowd starts to arrive, we had a nice little crowd here at uh, the the White Caps. Is that what you call your apartment? I don't know. We, we do have to name this. The White Wave? The White Wave. <laughs> Casablanco. Casablanco. I like Casablanco. Yeah. So as, as the crowd <laughs> rolls into Casablanco, Casablanco. <laughs> we watched the finale from last season because that's I guess what HBO did leading yep. into the premiere. Watched that and, and that was I had not rewatched last season, but that was still that caught me up yeah, very yeah. well. I there was like little scenes I hadn't remember. I remember you know Cersei blows up the the sept and John being king things. in the north. Arya Tom kills, kills himself. Yeah, Tommy kills himself. Way. Yeah, I mean, shit. And, I mean, that, that pretty much brings us right into the premiere. And right away, we get a cold opening, opening with Walter Frey, quote-unquote, at the Riverlands. And he's making toast to his boys. It's, I guess his family is Bannerman. And we get... It turn, it's pretty obvious it's Arya. The yeah. whole room knows because he dies. And they show it in the previous scene on Game of Thrones. Poisons everybody. But the way she does it is... The way she transitions... Yeah, it's like basically like she's like, good. Cheers, I'm proud of you. Yeah, I'm proud You've of you. You've been my men. You stood together. You helped us defeat yeah. the Starks. Yeah. You helped us kill the Starks. You helped us murder yeah. Catherine Stark, who you, is you pregnant. St- you stabbed the pregnant woman in the, in the belly. You are so brave. You slid a woman's throat. I am Mother so proud of you. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like and reminding then, you... And like, everybody's like, wait, do you wait, are they? Is he serious? And then you start seeing a couple guys just choking, grabbing their throats. 
And I thought it was the same thing that they were like gave Joffrey back in season four. Like we'd see a bunch of purple dudes. Yeah. But no, these guys just this is even worse. Up blood. They're coughing up blood, and, and and that was pretty entertaining. It was a good cold opening. Great cold open. Goes we right get to into see Arya Stark. There was a little bit of drama. I like the scenes among our friends. Arya Stark's a sort of a yeah. There's a contention of whether or not Arya is a good character, good character or not. I I like her. I mean. I granted the whole House of Black and White stuff is you know. I I loved it. I you loved liked it. it? That, that mystery, that little bit of sort of it, I, like just unresolved tension in that whole thing. That I think that's you one don't thing know where it's going. It didn't really go anywhere. Yeah, she it just didn't really go left. anywhere. Yeah, she just left, and there was the weird shit where the girl, whatever her name was, that she had to battle. Yeah, in, uh, episode eight last season um, was interesting. I thought the if you keep one wolf alive, the sheep are never safe. That's a fucking badass way to kill a room of people. A room of people. A room of sheep. A room of sheep. Yep. The sheep will look out. Uh, But it also works well because the wolf is the Stark house. Yeah, that's the point. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, you know, there's there's thought there. She wasn't just saying some phrases. There's thought there. I know. There's metaphor. You know, we're thinking here. Well, she's been traveling a while. She's had a lot of time to come up with these things. I'm sure yeah, she she's going to have a good one every single time. When she I was tearing the hidden barrel. Yeah, but she's, you know, I mean, they make traveling across this vast ocean seem like it's no time, for one. I've always thought that's interesting that they, like, the timing transitions on the show. And I, I remember thinking that watching the last season finale. That, like, that apparently, from what I've seen on a lot of other stuff I've read, takes place over the course of months. But it doesn't really make it seem like that. Not it seems like deal. it takes over the course of a week. Yeah, exactly. Or Tops. a couple of days, yeah. yeah. But that's neither here nor there. So we go through the opening. We get to see all the, the crazy shit. We start north of the wall. And easily the most chilling scene. Both pun intended and I was legitimately scared. With the ice storm and you immediately tell the White Walker army's coming Just in. billows of, billows of like white smoke. Yeah. Just fog. And ice, just a giant zombie, just night a barren Arctic land. Zombie, zombie horses. So that was pretty Ooh. quick, though. We get Bran going through the wall with the the Night's Watch, and he Bran basically through his warging abilities tells a you know tells the one dude you were at hard home, you know what's coming. And they're like, oh fuck, like, let, the, let, the, yeah, let, let the, this let like, the guy in, let yeah. this little dude sledding come yeah. through. <laughs> like, how do we know you're Brandon Stark? Yeah. Like, first of all, that was, like, some big news in season one when he got crippled. Yeah. How, like, oh, yeah, no, we just put a kid in a sled. No, I mean, it's, I thought yeah. that was pretty obvious. Um, so then we go to, to John, and we got a lot at Winterfell. We get John hosting a dinner. Liana Mormont continues her badassery for being, like, 11 years old, calling on people, talking about how she doesn't need no man telling her what to do. Doesn't need permission. She doesn't need to permission fight. to fight. Yeah, that was great. Boom. Yeah, boom. 11 years Just old. Just tell yeah. some, like, 60-year-old yeah. dude. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. Um, Tormund is going to go guard the East Watch. Um, he's going to become, as he says, the wildlings are the Night's Watch now. John and Sansa argue a lot, and she seems pretty disappointed, and that continues after this scene ends while they're still there. Um, and Littlefinger, as you might imagine, is creeping on. He's very upset. Yeah, he's so pretty bummed. Here's something that's interesting to me is Sansa knows she's played the politics game now in the yeah. kingdom. She knows she comes up to John after that after yeah, that yeah. meeting and says, John, you need to keep your enemies close because playing the game faithfully and truthfully is how your brother and how your father got murdered. Yeah, don't be you need don't to be, be dumb. Smart. Yeah. You need be to be smarter smart. than them. 
And she, she, I think, I think Sansa knows very well that Littlefinger is going to be looking for he's a looking strong for, type of reward. He's looking for the first crack that he can get to sneak in. Exactly. And I think exactly. she knows that, and she's trying to tell John she's without trying to protect John without without away. telling him right away, so that John doesn't do a Ned Stark type deal and and go do whatever. Yeah, Littlefinger. Yeah, Littlefinger will. Yeah, yeah, whatever that kind of shit is. Like that's that's going to be. I mean, that's that could be, be all. That develops. I think. That could be all ten episodes. We could see that come to fruition and really bloom in, in episode nine, episode ten. Who really knows the direction the season takes? I thought it was really interesting. John says, "You sound like an admirer." She goes, "Well, I learned a lot." Admirer of Cersei's. Admirer of Cersei's. Like yeah. Sort of, not skills, but sort of wiliness and the yeah. ability to just track down. Because she talks that about wants her and that yeah. she wants to get back at, she will find and kill. Which I think, like, say what you will about Sansa and like, and of the Stark siblings, she Sansa was probably always towards the bottom for me. I oh, mean, always. of the main ones, Rickon and Bran. So much. She's developed a ton, and like, really, in the last season and a half, season six, really, season five wasn't that good, but season six really, really. Boosted Just up in the power wrong, rankings, yeah. very and much, I think very like this low. is a huge deal there. So I think like coming to realize that and sort of that that slow burn, and now you're getting the you know rapid fire on her. I think is pretty cool. Yep. Um, you immediately though go into Cersei and Jamie with that fucking map of Westeros. Yeah. Uh, instead of the table map that we'll, that we eventually see at the end of the episode, and we saw in the previously on. Um, and Jamie and and Cersei kind of this is the first time we see them talking since. Jamie came home after, you know, Tommen killed himself, and Cersei blew up a sept, basically committed an act of terror. Um, I mean, yeah. for real though. Um, but and it was it was interesting. I mean, they've clearly talked numerous times since we last saw them, but this is the first time we're seeing it, and they they hit it off pretty well. Cersei asks, "Are you afraid of me?" Jamie says, "Should I be?" And that's what we've she, all been thinking right. for a year, oh, year plus. It's been over a year since the season. Last season ended. And then they have a huge argument about politics and sort of the tactics, which I thought was really interesting. Uh, you can kind of... Similarly, it was very... There's a great parallel to the John and Sansa argument where John's really good at military stuff, as Sansa points out. Jamie's better, clearly. Yeah. And he's much more militant in how he's explaining his you know, thought process to, to Cersei. Yeah. I do think that Cersei was a little... And you might get this just from how we've seen her develop a little more flying by the seat of her pants in that conversation of like Very much. Um, she seems she's turning to Jamie for advice on what yeah, to do next um, we have enemies to our north enemies to our south enemies to the east yeah enemies to the west yeah what do we do what do they do and Jamie consolidate allies you need right. to find your allies and who do they get and they get what? Who's the uh, Greyjoy? That Euron Greyjoy. Euron Greyjoy. Who looks surprisingly like Charlie Conway from the Mighty Ducks. He's got a great handlebar. Yeah, he yeah. Really Charlie does. Conway. He really and does. he had this sort of like, looks kind of like Russell Brand or like a dude yeah. like some like British rock star. You notice that with like or an Australian comedian. Australian comedian, like <laughs> the, the like the double-breasted shirt yeah. that's like undone leather halfway pants, down, yeah. leather pants, leather shirt. But he comes in and he's just a nut job. Basically, as we found out from the previous season, he wanted to basically marry Danny. That didn't work out because Yara and Theon beat him to it. He talks about this. He talks about how Tyrion betrayed them and why they should team up together. They could get married. Um, not really a long conversation. It, it and really a lot of it's just showing how Euron 
is crazy and how he admires Jamie for the for his battle and the way he you know pays the iron price as as the Greyjoys are one to do right um, or makes people pay the iron price I should say because yeah. the iron price is death um, but I did think you, you know, got the, a few digs in there as well. Yeah, to Jamie. To so Jamie, he, asked, yeah. he asked Cersei's for Cersei's hand in marriage. And Jay, like, why Jamie should I? Why should I? Why should I accept your hand in marriage? What do you have to offer me? And he says, "Well, two hands for one." Yeah, and Jamie, <laughs> Jamie immediately goes, "Whoa!" <laughs> He's yeah, going I mean, right for it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, is Jamie not? Is, is he fully cucking Jamie? Is Jamie not having? Is this? It is a pub. It is public knowledge at this point, right? That there's there's rumors about it. Well, yeah, it's rumor. I mean, yeah. that's why Cersei. Got head shamed and shame, or yep. head shaved and shame, ding ding ding, yep. and all that stuff. So I mean, I think it was like it's a well, it's a the it's worst a, kept secret around. Yeah. I don't know if anybody's that has had the secret confirmed to them can live to tell the tale. We don't know what happened to that nun that uh, was basically fed to the mountain. Um, yeah. But yeah, so she, so basically the way that it ends is you know Euron says. You know, I found with most women, they need a priceless gift. I'll return back when I have that. There's a lot of theories that have gone out. Uh, one is and I, is um, that there's a horn that he has in the books that apparently, and I, I honestly, I haven't read the books. I, I read this online last night when I wasn't really able to sleep because I was going to bed early for our golf nice. match. Nice, doing research, yeah. Doing a little research. That's how, you know, and obviously I was very intrigued into this. So, But it's I guess it's a horn that makes dragon, that makes dragons obey you rather than their master or their mother so there's a theory that Euron Greyjoy might steal a dragon well that would be an interesting so that'd be nuts if that actually comes to fruition like this is like I was doing some really serious like deep dive like conspiracy theory shit that's the fun that's the fun stuff yeah some fun stuff that I was doing Saturday Night G-Man going nuts um after my drive back from Harrisburg. I just picture you lights off in your room, blankets pulled over the laptop, you under the bed. No, reading blankets Game of Thrones over. conspiracy but it's like me, like, It's yeah. me like laying down like at a chair putting, put to put, because I don't have a nightstand <laughs> to put my computer so I don't even have to like look downward. I'm just looking right at it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that that's what we see of King's Landing for, for the most part. I don't think we end up going back really um, in the episode. We get to go to Old Town um, and... This is when we really start seeing the development of it. The, the old town stuff really comes to really comes to be cool. Uh, the second when we come back, but Sam's a fucking stooge yep. as they show, and they do the classic like you know wash rinse repeat, literally of he's taking out you know shit pans from. You know, and they had sort of a nice uh, sort of a great sort of juxtaposition of cleaning wash pans. Yeah, serving food. Yep. Cleaning wash pans, serving food. Yep. And they're both in very similar styled bowls. Yep. Food looks almost exactly like the waste that he pulls out yeah. from people's beds. It just looks it looks it looks ugly, it looks awful. Yeah. It makes many throw up sounds. And then by the yeah, end of it, you're about ready to just gag as well. He you're gags ready. a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I mean really then we see him talking to um, the Archmaster, I yes. think was his title. Yeah. Um, as I guess they're he's like, dissecting a they're body. dissecting like a, a dead base an alcoholic yeah they that's what it's out like yeah. so they're pulling out livers they're pulling out spleens what I thought was interesting I guess is like he's taking down how much each organ weighed and I couldn't, didn't really get why and I, I guess it's he mentions we're the memory of Westeros 
So I guess like the reason why they're the, they're the greatest library in the continent is they literally they record, they record everything. They record. So I like, think so that's also be part of a standard autopsy as well. It's just, oh, is it really? So there, he's saying he's an alcoholic. Look at the size of this liver. Oh yeah, okay. So we're right. going through that as well. But Ryan doing some medical stuff. Yeah, I, you know, Doctor uh, Ryan in the house. Doctor, do not go to me for medical advice. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, disclaimer: Ryan is not a doctor. We're not <laughs> disclosing where Casablanco is. Do not come to him <laughs> seeking out medical advice. Um, but yeah, basically he, he ends up stealing the keys to go into this restricted area that he's not allowed to go into. That's where the secrets of the White Walkers are. Um, and we come back to that in a little bit. And we'll in, Oh, interesting story from the Archmaester. So Sam talks to him and says, look, I, the White Walkers are real. They're coming. Oh, they're yeah, going, yeah, yeah. They're going to fight a battle. This winter is going to be the longest one in a thousand years. And Archmaester says, look, I believe you. I, there's too many coincidences and sort of stories in all the old books for it not to be true. I believe you, but the wall has stood for millennia. Yeah. It's always held back the White Walkers, and just like every other winter, this one too will end. Yeah. So get the fuck back to work. Yeah. <laughs> this is what he tells him. He's, I'm not yeah. letting you go into the unrestricted library. Or the yeah. restricted library. It's going to be fine. It'll be a shit winter, but it'll end. Yeah. Go clean yeah, bed Go bands. clean some bed yeah. bands. Go wipe yeah. out the shit. <laughs> and go feed that shitty food. Yeah. I thought yeah. it was interesting on a quick gross note that they just kept showing more and more shit, like actual pieces of shit in the bed pans as, they, as it got it, more they got, and more got intense. Chunky. It got chunky. It got chunky. more and more chunky. I thought oh. it was really gross. Oh. But they really, I think we're trying to hammer that <laughs> yeah. point home. But let's quickly move on. We go yeah. back to Winterfeld. We get some more Littlefinger creeping on Sansa. We get Brienne... Uh, in her first big or bigger scene, she yeah. and Tom, she and Pod are uh, doing some sparring. Tormund comes over and basically is trying to continuously, uh, you know, plant his stake on uh, the Brienne train, if you will. Um, and and not really a ton else happens. Littlefinger creeps a little more about uh, more of this, you know, Stark politics and and everything that's going yeah. on and, and all that different stuff. It's not really a ton. At this point, Sansa is seeing right through him. Yeah. She thinks. She's calling out the bullshit right I'm, away. I'm, I'm curious if Littlefinger has anything more, because right now it seems like he's floundering yeah. a lot. He, oh, yeah. he is, he's come to Sansa's aid and expected to be received with open arms, and she's very much, thank you for that, but we owe you nothing more. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not marrying you. No, do not be ridiculous. Yeah. I think it's interesting that she immediately calls out, and she did this in the last, in the last season, too, in the last season finale. Of like everybody knows you jump from ship to ship, and they even mention yeah. that with uh, going quickly back to Cersei about the Greyjoys and like oh they they deflected from the Stark, so did the Freys, and Jamie was very quick to call out Walter Frey before he got killed uh, and did so here, and, yeah. and it was very interesting that like the people that are jumping from ship to ship, as you might imagine, they're defending their own, you know sociopathicness or however you want to call yeah. their dis their disloyalty. Um uh, but Littlefinger's almost kinda knows he he's doing it and like kind of this I don't know if he's ashamed, but he's he, he's he's, he's more, not as like, he's more aware, I think, that he's jumping from ship Cer- to ship. Cersei kinda takes like she kinda relishes that. She's like, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. But like Littlefinger's a little more he's not coy, but he's Kind of, he's like, he's a little more aware and kind of like, yeah, it's a little fucked up, but you know what? Like, I have to. It's how I've played the game. It's how I've played the, especially like, he's never, he doesn't come from this, you know, millennia of tradition of a family, as you hear 
so many times of the Karstarks and uh, what the was the Starks, other family? The Lannisters, yeah. the, the you know, we, well, uh, what was the yeah, the other northern family? Uh, the Karstarks and the uh, the the Umbras, something like, like that. I, I think they the both you know, something like <laughs> that. They both um, you know been the the you know Bannerman and their dads deflected and, and supported Ramsay and and all this stuff. So that was actually right. that was actually in the first scene that we had, but it was interesting to, of that sort of. You know dyna- the dynamics of how the traitorous have and how the traitors have been dealt with. You know that we saw in season three with right. the Boltons deflecting and the Greyjoys and part of season two, all this different stuff. Um, but and so that's what that's what actually led to when we were talking about the first Sansa and John's disagreement. Yeah. She calls him out publicly, John, yeah. for letting the Car Starks and the other family keep yeah, their yeah, the umbras or whatever it is. Yeah. Saying there's no reward now for loyalty for the families that. Yeah. came to join and I and also think no punishment. and she's yeah. saying no reward for loyalty almost in a way to say look Littlefinger his house helped us out he's not a traditional ally of the Starks but yeah. he came to our aid because of me he needs to be rewarded so I think that was almost a way to reward Littlefinger and take sort of whatever any plan that he's pulling out Interesting. sort of out of his hands and sort of appease him a little bit yeah. because I know I like that, that she's worried about Littlefinger going after John. And I then like so that. she says, and then you're also not punishing yeah. traitors. And of course, John comes back with this great retort, gets the room back, wins it over. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's some. That's yeah. interesting. But I, but I, so I read into that as she had the plan that Littlefinger would get one of those castles, and that yeah. would sort of keep him happy for a while. Yeah, and uh, I mean, maybe it's best he doesn't. Who knows? Like what. Because, I, I mean, he's pretty fucking creepy. So who knows, like, what he the is, hell he's doing. He's, he's the creepiest uncle. Oh, my he, God. Like, is he going to kidnap Sansa? Like, who knows? I mean, but, but you know, we... Going on to the, yeah. to the next scene, we have in the in the Riverlands, we find Arya on horseback, and she hears some singing, and who is it but Ed Sheeran? What a beautiful voice it was, too. <laughs> what, a, what a pop-up. We knew he was going to be goes, in it. And she goes, Ed Sheeran, what song is that? It's new. It's a new one. It's a new one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the little meta humor yeah. on Game of Thrones. But then they, awful turns, scene. Awful scene. Awful. Really. I, I don't think any of it. Like that's not going to come back it's, at any point. I think it, it's a burn I hope scene. It comes back. I hope I could see Arya traveling with that band. Yeah. Ed Sheeran's not going to pop up in another episode, though. Oh, I very much doubt it. Yeah. Unless he does. What if he is now... He's a recurring character on Game of Thrones. <laughs> Game of Thrones? Yeah. Who knows? He was a pretty bad actor, too, though. He, he like, didn't have much after to say. After the... He at most said a string of, like, three words. And then the other guy... There's that one guy who makes blackberry wine, and the other guy who makes a joke about how soldiers don't get ravens when their kids are born. Like, they were the two ones leading it. Mm-hmm. Turns out, I think there were, there were Lannister troops that were going up to... So they had the red cloaks. They yeah. were Lannister troops. And they were going up, up north to sort of investigate what, what happened to Freys. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was interesting. I mean, and Arya very quickly plays the... You know, I think she make, tells that they're friendly people yeah. at their hearts. They know, She knows that they're... Yeah, they're not the soldiers. On, and they, they immediately make the point, like... Hey, like, Here, have some blackberry wine. I yeah. love my family. We are singing a song. You know, we're all and we're we're fighting someone else's war. Like they they know like sort of how that you know old. Well, so he says hierarchy asks, works. Yeah, right. The one soldier has a child. Oh yeah, he says I way, hope it's a girl. Yeah, and she says, "Do you know if it's a boy or a girl?" And he says, "I hope it's a girl." And she says, "Why?" And he's like, "Well, 
girls don't run off fighting other people's wars. Yeah. Very, again, very sort of self-aware. So Arya takes that chance to, when they say, well, what are you, what are you doing? Why are you yeah. going to King's Landing? She says, to kill the queen. Yeah. Which is a very big risk. Yeah. Very big risk. But she well, they sort all of takes the gamble. Yeah. They all take it as a joke. They yeah. all take it as a joke. It's a good two-second pregnant pause where they're like, oh. oh. <laughs> I do think it's interesting, though, that if she is, in fact, going to King's Landing, because everybody kind of thought, and we'll get into what we saw in the preview, yep. but everybody thought you know, there's stuff with she might be going back to Winterfell and... Arya, Sansa, and Jon are getting back together, and maybe Bran comes back, and we get at least a brief Stark reunion. I don't know. I mean, I honestly don't know the the, the grand scale of the geography of Game of Thrones and or of, of really Westeros, yeah, and how it all lays out. I know some of it, and where the general vicinity of everything is. I don't know how long she'll be in the Riverlands for. Uh, how quickly she gets to, to King's Landing, kind of coming back to our whole. Travel Will it be months? Will episodes? it be years? Yeah. Is it four days? Travel episode to episode. Um, sort of, uh, not inconsistencies, but how it can be quick. It can, the, the montage. Yeah, the montage. Sort of yeah. Less than the actual time. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, so who knows? I mean, I, I do think that's a little bit of a bummer that she's going back to King's Landing because who knows? I mean, you're on, it sounds like he's not sticking around King's Landing at this point. So really, yeah. it seems like it's just Jamie and Cersei. There are no other main characters. So, what is she going to be doing, King's Landing? I was looking forward to seeing her in the north. Yeah, I was too. And it's not going to be she goes and kills Cersei in episode nine in like a cat and mouse chase, like when she had that with the uh, the waif. That's her name last season. Um, So, who knows? I mean, we'll see how it all develops. We'll get to the preview in in probably a few minutes. Why is why Cersei on her list again? I think just because she hated Cersei. I think she blames Cersei. She blamed oh for Ned Stark's death. for Ned Stark's yeah. death yeah um, yeah for killing her dad because she's the one who influenced Joffrey yeah, yeah to kill him um, so we get to we move quickly onto a snowy scene I was actually kind of hoping that the that the Brotherhood without banners who are, are who we find in the snowy scene were the band of merry men that Arya finds but alas they weren't um, the Hound is is sort of peppering those Beric Dondarrion and all the other guys uh, about. All their different things. And one guy about his man bun. Um, he, he sort of figures out that these... I kind of caught this on the previously when we were wrapping things up before we ultimately started recording. That I think he, in a pre- prior season, might have killed them or like burned their house down. I, I need to go rewatch that. I kind of just theorizing uh. this. But he seems to really be affected that there's a father and daughter that are ki- that have been killed. Well, we did get that flashback from Arya where that father and daughter took them in, and he killed them. And yeah, took all of their food. I wonder I, that, if that might could be them. Be the same family. Yeah, he was very affected, and so they're saying, "Is there any food in this place? Is there any stores or anything? I wonder what happened here. Are the people home?" And he's, and he's very, very quick off to like, about it and says, "No, they have nothing." Yeah, and he gets. Well, over, I know they have nothing. Yeah, and it was interesting. So that's um, interesting. I hadn't, I hadn't made that connection. Yeah, they show it in the previously of, and I didn't catch it until the second time we saw it, right before we we cut the TV and started recording. Um, but you know, before after he does, he looks into the fire, and it seems like he might start believing in the uh, the Lord of Light from seeing the ice and the White Walkers, and he sees the Eastern Castle they refer to all the way at the beginning of the episode at Winterfell, um, which I think is pretty interesting. I mean, religion is is this finicky subject in Game of Thrones of 
who's right and who's God and who's God do you believe in? The God of Light is a character. The Many Faced God, the the Seven, the you know the all that stuff. I mean, um, so I think that's really interesting and how that's developing. And I think if that becomes this sort of new religion, religious. Subplot that right. kind of takes over the sort of the, the, sort of the high sparrow yeah. as well, yeah. Because um, I mean, ultimately, we saw with how everything went down with Melisandre that she points out the Lord of Light was wrong, but that's why we won. That's why Jon Snow is standing here. Right. So we'll see kind of how that develops. It's always been this kind of enigmatic god that almost inserted himself into the very much into got the show involved into the. Stannis Baratheon. Yeah, the Stannis Baratheon stuff. You saw it a little bit in, e- in Essos where Danny'd see Lord of Light, uh, pre- Red Priests, I guess is what you'd call them because yeah. uh, Melisandre is the Red Priestess. Um, but yeah, so we, we, we get all of this and then um, the man bun guy, I don't know his name, but he and the Hound give the father and daughter a proper burial, which I thought was a nice little, little way to wrap the bow on that, especially if it is that the people that took yeah. in Arya and the Hound, which it probably is, knowing Game probably of Thrones. Was, yeah. But we go back to Old Town, Sam and Gilly. We get the first scene of Gilly and Little Sam uh, talking a little bit about everything that's going on. Um, Sam's reading a book about you know the White Walkers, and, and really, or maybe it's not even about so the White Walkers. Honest, but it's about, Julie, I was asleep for this part. So this is the part you were asleep for. So yeah. Sam's reading a book. You weren't asleep for long though. This was like a no. five minute yeah. scene. So he's asleep. Reading about Dragonstone, which is where name of the episode, and it's where the Targaryens were fr- where were based when that they island. came over to to Westeros, and then when they got ousted and and uh, you know the Baratheons took over, that's where Stannis you know established his ground. That's where when he was rebelling against the Lannisters, that's where he was based. It was where Renly was based until he got killed by the Shadow Baby. Um, and then they ultimately, when Stannis moved on, he left it pretty much unoccupied, and we, we get to that at the you know the at next the end, scene. Yeah. Um, but so they talk about that, and apparently there's a mountain of Dragonstone underneath the castle, or at some somewhere on the island. There's a mountain of Dragonstone, and as we know, interesting because Jon Snow mentions at the very top of the episode. We didn't even talk about this that we want to incorporate Dragonstone and find this, mine it. We're going to send ten to fifteen so year olds. Dragonstone is the is the only stone or sort of material that can kill the White Walkers. That and Valerian steel, yes. which I don't know if they'll ever say this, or maybe it, it has one to do with the other. Especially if the Targaryens were hoarding it, and maybe they brought it over from Valyria, yeah. along with Valerian steel. That maybe there's some sort of you know, you know, synthesizing of metal okay. and, and dragon glass. Yeah. Um, to this, to make Valerian steel. I mean, who knows? Maybe we'll find this out. Um, that was just one thing that popped into my head. But then we immediately see Sam back in the Citadel, and he's basically just taking food from prisoners. And one guy sticks his arm out and knocks over his pot or pan, whatever you want to call it. And you hear him say, has she come over yet? And Sam kind of sticks his head and goes, Who? And you can kind of now tell from the voice, it's less groggily, that it's Jorah. And he goes, the mother of dragons, the, you know, the princess Targaryen. And he goes, oh, I, I don't know, or I forgot how Sam answers. What do you, yeah, what do you but then they cut yeah. back, and they just show 
the 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 sleet scaly oh, stone yeah, arm. arm, and I see it creep back in, and Sam closes the door quickly, being like, "What the fuck just happened?" Yeah. But then, so we go to the last scene, and I thought this was a pretty like pretty well shot and done scene in terms of the cinematography of it. Yeah. You get the whole grand scale of of Dragonstone as the sort of Daenerys castle. As Daenerys and all of her of people. The Targaryens, yeah. Yeah, and Daenerys, Tyrion, um, Messisandra. Mesos- um, yeah, the, her servants. Her um, servants, Grey Worm, Varys. I'm amazed. They all the land. Ones. They all land, and they gradually, with some unsullied soldiers, go through the gates, go down the paths, go into the castle. They go into the throne room. Walk past the throne room. Walk past the throne room into the, the strategy into room. Into the map room. Into the and map so room. I thought this was an interesting parallel with uh, the Cersei and Jamie sort yeah. of scene where they're staring at the map. What do we do? Yeah. And she, and so... There's Danny, no word that is spoken gets until to, this. Danny gets to the room, right? Scene's entirely silent. Gets to the room. What does she say? She shall we it, begin? Shall we begin? Yeah. She's ready to play the game. She's and ready because to play you the look, game. She's looking the at the board... Game. And it's full of almost chess pieces and yeah. board pieces. Yeah. And it looks like they're really toy pieces. There's no pieces on Cersei's board. The map's unfinished, too. The map's unfinished. Granted, the map's unfinished north of the wall, which might be a parallel to that Cersei has no idea what's coming. What's north of the wall, right? Yeah, she what's finished the, the southern wall. part's more important. Yeah, yeah, that's more important to her. Um, yeah, that's a really interesting point, that there's more pieces on Daenerys's map. I mean, it's well shown that, that Tyrion's the smartest of the three Lannister kids. Mm-hmm. They don't even show the Greyjoys, Yara and Theon, I should say. Um, and we see in the preview that they're, they are there. They're helping out with trying to strategize. Uh, but, I mean, really, I think one thing that Daenerys has done really well and what she's set up to do going into the, the fights ahead is she basically has, you know... Any, any need she has that expert or it might not be the expert the traditional expert that we saw at the beginning of Game of Thrones but it's someone that it's almost like the line from Moneyball the island of misfit toys literally yeah. on an island of the misfits, misfits from the beginning of the show people who got exiled people who got their dicks chopped off people who literally got the throne absurd from them because they were a woman Yara Greyjoy you know, all these kind of... There wasn't something that... Right. Wasn't good enough for them. You know, the Unsullied are these armies of slaves who, like Theon, are eunuchs, just like Yara, or Varys. Tyrion's a dwarf. You know, all these different these different little things. This isn't, these aren't like the heroes. They aren't the, the heroes, team. but they have the skill sets to be them, but they're judged for... They're judged for sort of things outside of their very, control. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Things outside of their control. These sort of... You know, external. Factors. They are. A, they're almost a great army to root for. It. They're yeah. sort of being built up as not the good guys, but it's very easy to be sympathetic towards their cause. There's an interesting theory that I also saw last night that Daenerys is ultimately the villain, and you're just seeing the over the course of eight years, Daenerys, the background story, the origin story of it, to make so, you sympathize for her and see that she ultimately not only wins the Game of Thrones, but like kind of like this villainous but way. But in the turn of winning the Game of Thrones, you 
you yeah. become probably what you yeah. didn't want to be. Yeah, yeah you exactly. Do, I'm sure you have to do you, awful, awful things. You become Cersei Lannister. Yeah. Well, and that's the interesting point that Cersei Lannister was always Cersei Lannister. We saw that as a kid. All she wanted was power. All she wanted yes. was to be the queen. And the interesting thing about Daenerys is she's one of the same thing, but hasn't really she's been in the game. It. She hasn't been around the game. She has. She wanted it, but it's it's interesting because um, her brother really wanted it to the, like a Cersei level. That he went crazy and got he got killed because of it. He got the crown for a king, that molten gold crown. Yeah. And it's interesting that, that Daenerys hasn't stumbled into that level of madness yet. She's not. And we'll see how that goes. Yeah. But so the episode ends with her saying, shall we begin? And we get the preview. So we get basically a lot of people pissed that the Targaryens are there. Both in King's Landing and in Winterfell. I thought it was really interesting that uh, someone says the first thing they show is, the, is it Winterfell... And someone says a Targaryen cannot be trusted, and they immediately cut to John. I think that's really interesting. Because we know John because we now know is a John, Targaryen. Targaryen. Yeah. So I think it might be a little clickbaity. I don't think they're gonna they're gonna let that cat out of the bag in episode two of the next season. That but that's I think one thing they do that's interesting with those trailers is they'll sort of make allusions to thing that they reveal episodes down yeah. the line. Right. Yeah, that's a really good point too. Yeah. So it might be something that's building up down down the line for the season, but it yeah. might. For someone that that you know, it just isn't, you know, wants to wants to fall into the clickbait, might think like, oh, we're fine. You know, people no. are finding out, which they're probably not going no. to. Um, we start seeing Yara in the the battle room. We see that boardroom really filled up with more people of of Daenerys's island of misfit toys. Yara Greyjoy, basically saying we need to attack King's Landing now. Um, it'd be interesting to see how that that kind of plays out. I, I don't necessarily think she'd go for it right yeah, away, but it is so that, that that's such a great point. Is that there's almost the metaphors of the maps, yeah, where the Lannisters are not ready to play the game yeah. yet. They just finished killing the people almost in control of the city. Yeah, uh, the Tyrells have all the food. They to very little money. Yeah, they're not ready. No, no one's ready. Well, except, except for, for Daenerys. Daenerys. She's very much and ready. Snow, she came over with an army. She's ready to go now. Jon Snow doesn't give a shit of anything that's south of no. the north. He yeah. just He's focused on the Night King. So, I mean, Daenerys has a lot of different options. She could go. She could go north and go that way and, and kind of come down or try to you know broker a deal with the Starks. She's probably better off coming up from King's Landing. Yeah. While the Lannisters are weak. So Who I knows? Think, I think episode two will have a nice... I feel a good, like we're, nice battle. I think she will take King's I, Landing. Cersei and Jaime will be able to escape. Yeah, that's interesting because you do see in the in the season trailers you do see Daenerys's troops attacking what we think is Casterly Rock. So maybe they do escape. That's yeah. actually really that's astute on your part. Um, I, uh, but maybe then I'm not be, sure. I've got no clue where they would go and what would be left for them once they leave. Well, they go to Casterly Rock is where the Lannisters are from. So that's, that's where they true. go to their home. They go to their um, home castle, yeah. But um, you, you might also get like a referencing to Theon of like, oh, you used to live in Winterfell. What do you think? Ramsay Bolton's not, no longer there. The Starks are back. Yada yada. Yep. Be, I mean, we've basically seen Theon very you know timid of himself, and he granted everything with with Sansa before he kind of left to go back to the Iron Islands, uh, and another quick trip from uh, 
the north to the Iron Islands. Um, game of, classic Game of Thrones travel. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we might see something like that. We also see quick glimpse of, of Yara and the Stand Stake make-out session that we got a uh, yeah. nice steamy preview of in the season trailers. But we do see Arya with one of the direwolves. It's probably hers. I forgot her direwolves name. Quick, quick flash because it literally gives those long ones about nobody wanting nobody wanting Daenerys there. But then bang, 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 bang yeah. of other things. So I tried to catch as many as I could. I'm sure we missed some. Ones. I missed I missed that one, yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that'll be interesting. That's why I was kind of saying it'll she be... She can reunite with her direwolf. Yeah, it'll be interesting so to see. So she let him go way episode back two. season. Episode season one, episode two. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Yeah. But, I mean, ultimately, I think the episode, if I had to give it a rating, I'd say a B. Uh, wasn't, I wouldn't necessarily I say it was, it was a C, because it, it certainly, there was a lot of good stuff we got, and it sets up going forward. Exactly. So I wouldn't give it a B in its own right, but I know in context for this season that they've set up enough yeah. that this episode was very... What would you give it on an individual basis? Individual basis. I fell asleep during it. <laughs> So incomplete. But then I also woke <laughs> up and was like, oh, shit, that's yeah. awesome. So that's that's about how I'd rate it. Sounds like a C plus to me. Yeah. yeah. C plus, B minus. That's all right. right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, so that was that was tonight. Yeah. It's this episode. Yeah. Long season ahead of us. Ooh, I can't wait. We got it's a nice fall coming ahead of us. Nice end of the summer, end of the fall. And then and as soon as this ends... Then winter, winter, oh, yeah, winter, winter will be. Well, then as soon as this ends, I think curb your enthusiasm takes over for it. Oh so, God, I, that's that's right. gonna be great. Um, but let me know what you guys think of this, Ryan. I really appreciate you, Jordan. I appreciate on. you uh, letting me have the chance to come on, bud. Yeah, this yeah, was this great. This was a nice, great late the, night session. Yeah, the yeah. levels look great on a little inside baseball here of our you know production. So good. You know, great I've test run of the microphone. To keep up with Jordy's voice, for yeah, sure. Know, yeah. It happens. It happens. Uh, you're doing better than Matt. Matt usually uh, struggles a little bit, and I have to do a lot. Well, of, I'm sure uh, you rib on Matt a little hard. I, yeah. I do. I do have to do a lot. Yeah, I mean, I do. Yeah. I do kinda, <laughs> by the end of the episode, he's, what a loser! By the end, loser. <laughs> by the end of the episode, he's whispering like this. And he's really, he's really defeated. I got him because you know you've broken the man. I've broken the man. And then oh, to Mike Ross, Mr. Matt. <laughs> uh, but. As always, guys, please go like, share, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. The bullpen card is what you will search. Give some updates on uh, might be renaming the feed itself and adding a few more shows. Mm -hmm. If you guys like this, this might be an additional show on it. So make sure to give some feedback on the website, on the podcast itself, on SoundCloud. But that'll do it for me and Ryan. I'm Jordy Cannell. Have a great night, everybody.